Welcome to the show, BG, a tough week uh, for NFL. Week one of the new season, it feels like week one reset of the NFL. It feels like it's a completely new thing now with no fans. And I got to say it, I completely underestimated uh, how much value fans bring to the game, at least from a home side of things when you're the home team and your defense you know, is on third down and needs a little bit of juice. We just didn't have any of that. And going into that game, I thought, you know, it would hurt us for sure a little bit, especially going against Rodgers and his ability to communicate uh, to his offense, I thought would be a a lot easier without the fans there. So I thought from that perspective, we'd, you know, we'd struggle, but I thought our energy would still be there and it just wasn't. Uh, They just couldn't get off the ball. We couldn't get anything going and the Packers were on the field for like 40 minutes. Uh, It's tough to win when, when that happens. Yeah, I had him down Packers 41 minutes and 16 seconds. Vikings only had 18 minutes um, of total offense in that entire game, and you obviously can't do that. But, yeah, um, playing with one of the best fan bases in the NFL, the Minnesota Vikings, and not having any of that, uh, not the 22% that the Chiefs have or other stadiums can have Mm -hmm. a little bit of their fan base in their stadiums. The Vikings, obviously, with none of that, it's huge. And you could could hear that for the play calls from Rodgers and Mm -hmm. that having an advantage, like Zimmer said, um, being in a quiet stadium and just being able to – hear Rodgers more, um, and we can talk about that later. But, yeah, it was it was a really rough game to watch. Uh, it was high scoring, but it still wasn't that fun to watch. As a Vikings fan, I just felt out of it after the first half from how we were playing and just barely getting to see the offense, which mm-hmm. at times can be so exciting. It, it was really disappointing. Yeah. Was it our third series that we got sacked in the end zone where Cousins got blindsided by J.R. Alexander? Was that later in the game? Because I know it was... It was either second or third. I think... Okay, it might, it might have been our third series on offense because we had just gotten a stop. They punted the ball down to whatever, the two-yard line, right? Yeah. No, we yeah we got a stop, and they went for it on fourth down yeah, that's on right. our one-yard yep. line. Yep. Devontae Adams kind of dropped it and got hit yep. out by the defender. And that was actually a good play. Though. I think it was Holton Hill. Yeah. Uh, one of his best plays of the day. I mean, it wasn't a big-time swat or anything, but he got his hand in there, and the guy dropped it. So yep. a good play there by the youngster. Gonna need to see a lot more of that, um, but but after that play, it really it was. I mean, we were still winning at that point. I think it was five to seven, um, but we really never got back into the game. Uh, it was all Packers from that point, and that's. I mean, yeah, it's a maybe you can say it's a bad play call at that time, and Cousins just has to be more aware. I mean, for a quarterback who's not elusive at all, we saw a little bit more of that um, today than we ever have really with the or yesterday, I guess, with the four runs for I think it like thirty four yards, something like that, forty four yards. Yeah, COVID um, Kirk. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was nice to see at times. But he never looked comfortable outside of the pocket. And for that matter, he didn't really look comfortable inside the pocket. Um, and I, I don't think you can say there's there's not one group of people you can look at and say, oh, it was the linebackers who, or it was, it was the running backs, or it was the quarterback. I mean, there's not one group you can look at here. But from that play on, it was pretty much all downhill. And you got to look at Kirk on that one and say, you got to see 
Alexander coming from the blind side. You have to sense that some way, and if and if you don't, then you're going to get sacked in the end zone, and you're going to be a mediocre quarterback. But disappointing to say the least. Yeah, there was a lot of people um, with bad games and doing stuff wrong on Sunday. Uh, a lot of different people to to blame. A lot of different personnel to blame, and coaches to blame too. Um, to your point, the Kirk Cousins safety, the Packers just luckily had the perfect play call for that where Adam Thielens was going into the middle of the field where if he would have stayed on the bottom side of the field, he could have easily just passed it to Thielen right away. But he was doing a down-the-middle kind of route that took a long time, and yep. that was literally the perfect play yep. call for it where nobody was meant to block him, and he couldn't get rid of it easily. Yeah. But well, there's a couple guys open on that one. I think Cook was wide open too on like a little swing route. And, I mean – just a nightmare, just a nightmare from from really the get go. I mean, there was some some highlights too throughout the day. Um, that pass from from Kirk to Thielen in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was an insane throw to the back of the end zone and a great catch. I think ESPN Next Gen stats said like nineteen percent chance hmm. um, to complete that pass, which it was the third hardest pass completed all 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 week in the NFL, at least up until um, these Monday night games. Yeah. So I mean. You've seen Kirk make some really incredible throws, but then that there is times when he doesn't even try. Um, and at, I think it was third quarter, four minutes to go, it was 22-10. Um, Fourth and three, he throws it deep down the right side to Tajay Sharp, who finished the day with zero catches. Um, never really was open on that play. Nope. Never really had a chance to catch that ball. Meanwhile, you got your best receiver on, on the team, wide left. Thielen was open on that left side. He broke at least he was open early. You did have the safety over the top, um, which Kirk talked about in the yeah. in the post game press conference that he said that's why he threw that ball to Tajay. But I mean, you got the best player on the field open down the left side. Uh, give him a chance to make a play. And I heard Zimmer talking that for that play, the fourth and three, when we threw that touchdown end zone bomb to Sharp, and obviously didn't come up with the reception. That Kubiak came to him. Yep. Kubiak, Kubiak came to him. Kubiak came to him and um, asked him like, "What do you what do you think about taking a shot here?" Okay, let's go for it. But I just think that is a really bad call. Fourth and three, you've got Delvin Cook. We're running the ball pretty good too. Even just a quick out route to get the possession. It's just with Kirk Cousin, and especially if you're going to Sharp, which he knew before he, uh, the, the snap because yeah. he saw the safety shade over to Thielen. Right. That's such a low percentage play, and you can't risk giving the ball back to that Packers offense, yeah. especially ver- uh, versus our bandaged-up defense and just defensive uh, backs who did not play the best. Super, super tough matchup, but right. that whole play call, I think, is is a really, really bad play call. Well, and if you look at the safety, I don't know who it was on that play, who the strong safety was, but the shade, and he was on the left hash. Like, he was not even remotely close to like over, over the top. Thielen. He was not even close to being over the top of Thielen. He wasn't even close to the number two receiver. I mean, he was just off maybe uh, the left guard, maybe between the left guard and the left tackle. I mean, he was on the left hash, standing directly over the top of the left hash. I mean, yeah, that's a tough throw, but Kirk can make tough throws, and just sometimes the unwillingness to try those throws is what can make you mad. I mean, if that if he makes that throw and they pick it off, well, it's basically a punt. Yeah, yeah. I just I just can't understand in a game where we're barely getting on the field for offense, and we put a little drive together, and instead of going a run or a short pass, which I'm sure, if you look at analytics and percentages, so much higher that we're going to get that, especially in a game where Kirk hasn't had uh, the best pocket presence and mm-hmm. the best protection, taking a long shot with Tajay Sharp. I think the first time we've heard his name in a Vikings jersey, uh, that play, I just it doesn't make sense to me, pretty much giving the, the Packers the ball back. But right. a lot of different things could have gone right, and a lot of them went wrong. Yep. 
Um, one guy who did have a great day, uh, Eric Kendricks. I mean, yep. he was all over the field. He was all over the broadcast. I mean, they were saying his name every play. Great coverage. Um, I think he had seven tackles, three assisted tackles, uh, and he was just phenomenal. Phenomenal coverage. You know, he had that – I can't remember who the receiver was, but he had that one play where he had the running back downfield, and the announcers were like, yeah, that's a matchup if you're Rodgers you love. Receiver on uh, linebacker, but it's Eric Kendricks. So, you know, it just doesn't work. Um, so I, I thought he was really good. Run stop as well. I thought um, Anthony Barr had a really good day run stop. Uh, he was pretty good in pass protection – or pass coverage. Uh, not great. He does lack a little speed. Uh, but I thought the linebackers as a whole did pretty good. A few missed tackles. Um, by Eric Wilson, and then a ton of missed tackles on the outside. Uh, I mean, the Packers, especially early on, were running that jet sweep like twice a, a series, it seemed like. You know, they ran that four or five times in the first half, and we just couldn't tackle on the outside. Um, and, and watching a little bit ahead already to the Colts next week, they ran a fair amount of that too. They had a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of screen game uh, stuff, and the, and the Colts have really good offensive linemen. They're really good at blocking on those screens. Uh, so these rookies and these this young cornerback group they're going to be tested again next week with Phil Rivers um, we'll get into that in a little bit but they were not physical on the outside and they're going to have to be uh, this next week otherwise it's going to be a, a long season and it could be 0-2. Yeah the defensive backs are going to have to step up for sure more specifically the corners the young corners who got tested and embarrassed putting up 41 points on our Vikings defense um, without counting that safety but more importantly the defensive line has got to step up whether that's the actual lineman or play calling Almost all the game, it seemed like the Vikings were just sending four mm-hmm. after Rodgers, and nobody was even getting remotely close to Rodgers. He was had all the time in the world, mm-hmm. and even if you're a, if you're Aaron Rodgers going against the four best defensive backs in the league, and you have that amount of time, you're going to have a great game against mm-hmm. that defense. And you put together a defensive line who can't get to the quarterback. Um, if he if you do get to him, he just goes outside because he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah. No matter what you do, he's or he's extremely comfortable yeah, back there. He's just getting rid of the ball so quick. Yeah, he's never pressured. He's barely yeah. brought down to the ground. And then you have young cornerbacks going against probably the best quarterback and wide receiver duo in the league with him and uh, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. There's just, That is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And we saw that giving up 41 points, the most Zimmer has done with the Vikings here. Yeah. And I think it was the second most yards given up in a, under the Zimmer era. I think the, the most Against was, the Rams. Yeah, Rams 2018. On that Sunday or Monday yeah. night, whatever it was. Yep. Yep. That was another opening day game, wasn't it? I can't remember. Was that? No, that might have been later in the season. But I did, I speaking of later. opening yeah. games, I saw, um, I think in Zimmer's time here, this is the second opening game that we've lost. Mm-hmm. And the other one came against San Francisco a yep. couple years back. which 2015, was, yeah. Yeah. Just we a, a horrible of, game. Yeah, we got blown out Monday Night Football. So that's the one I was thinking of. It was a late night game. Yeah, because it was when this is they always do two week one. Yep. Yeah, we got blown out against a, at that time a bad 49ers yep. team, and we went on to win the division yep. that year, eleven and five. Yeah. There's so, hope. Yep. There is hope. <laughs> There's hope. A lot of things to fix, I think, right yeah. now. But yep. Zimmer was obviously discouraged, but optimistic and hopeful. He said, "We'll be all right, and they're going to get it fixed." And I mean, with Zimmer, I, you got to trust him. He knows what he's talking about. He's proven that, but yep. um, we'll fifth, see. Yeah, fifth highest winning percentage in the league since uh, the Vikings hired Mike Zimmer. So I got a lot of faith in him. I think there's enough shown um, on Sunday. It's kind of even hard to say that, but I think there was enough shown on Sunday that, that this could round into a good team and we could still have uh, a, a chance to win it all. Yeah, and I think 
I don't want to beat the same drum over and over again, but I hope that this past game against the Packers serves as a wake-up call mm-hmm. to like the young guys and the defensive line and the maybe more importantly Zimmer as the defensive coordinator that we got to switch up what we do, whether it's bringing two guys or just more. I know we're not facing Rodgers again, so it's going to be a different game plan, but we're going against Rivers, Watson, Wilson in three of the next four games, mm-hmm. three really good quarterbacks, and the other game is against the AFC title yeah. uh, contenders, the Titans. So the defense is going to have to bring it. But, yeah, I think there's some bright bright spots from this past game. Uh, the Vikings only were on the field on offense for 18 minutes, yep. and we put up 34 points. Um, some of those came in the fourth quarter towards the end, but besides that bad interception that Cousins threw in the first half, that was behind Thielen and yep. just extremely pivotal uh, with momentum. Yep. The Packers getting a touchdown before the halftime uh, ended or halftime started. I think Cousins played pretty well with the pocket that he was given from the offensive line and Thielen balled out. So there's definitely some bright spots and stuff to look forward to. And hopefully we can get that figured out and fixed mm-hmm. before we play uh, the Colts this, this next Sunday. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I didn't think <clears throat> Cousins was the reason we lost. No. Uh, I mean, Rodgers dropped back 44 times and was pressured on seven of those dropbacks, sacked zero times, like you mentioned. And, and you're not going to beat – a top five quarterback or even a top three quarterback um, with how good Rodgers looked on Sunday uh, doing that. I mean, you, you just can't give those quarterbacks that much time uh, with, with no pressure. I mean, Rodgers looked comfortable the whole day. He was even smiling and laughing. You know, you don't really see that out of Rodgers unless it's a big time win and he's really balling. And, and that's exactly what happened uh, on Sunday. And I saw, I saw a stat that uh, the last time the Vikings didn't sack Aaron Rodgers at home was a decade ago. In 2010. Jeez. Of course, there were no fans here, which probably had a different outcome, and no Daniil Hunter, which yep. is huge. But not only did we not have a sack, we didn't even get close to having a sack, which is just too bad. And um, I'm, I'm really hopeful next time we play the Packers later this season that uh, we'll have the defense at more of a strong suit. Mm-hmm. Rodgers, 32 of 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, absolutely carved apart that young secondary. They're going to have to take a huge step up uh, next week. Phillip Rivers, 38-year-old quarterback, but he can get the ball out fast. He's got that kind of you know, short arm, little sling it out there. Uh, and they like to run a lot of quick quick screen games, quick runs, quick all kinds of stuff, and we got burned alive on that. So they're going to have to do a lot this week, and hopefully the message to that young secondary is you got to be more physical. you got to be more physical. And maybe the answer is more cover, too. I would like to see a little bit more press. And they, they did – switched to cover two towards the end of that game and got those corners a little bit closer um, because those five-yard outs are just too easy. That's too easy for Aaron Rodgers. That's too easy for Devontae Adams. And that's going to be too easy for T.Y. Hilton and, and Phillip Rivers this next week if that's what they're doing. I mean, you can just dink and dunk all the way down the field on them, pick up third downs easily. I mean, that's what the that's what the Packers were doing, just getting themselves a third and short, and they're throwing a five-yard out, and it looked easy. There was no – I mean, there was separation – I mean, how are you getting separation on a four-yard out when the, the ball is getting away in 1.5 to two seconds at the most out of Rodgers' hands? How yep. can you get separation in that amount of time? I mean, you just can't allow that to happen. And a lot of that is from a scheme perspective. You can't have the cornerbacks eight yards off the line when Rodgers is throwing five-yard outs on third and four. I mean, you just can't do that. It's too easy. So we're going to need some changes in a lot of them. And I'll just add on to that quick. On every single third and long that they had, which wasn't a lot because it didn't get a lot of third and down third and long situations, but you just knew that it was going to be 
a five yard out, a, a seven yard comeback to Devontae Adams every single time, and it pretty much was. Yeah. Just because the timing they have down is unbelievable. That they're vo- both very talented and they know each other. But like you said, just get up in man and press him and get them off that timing. We never did that. And even if you're the best cornerback in the NFL and you're going against Devontae Adams and you're not pressing him, he's probably going to beat you in short down uh, distance because he's so quick and their timing is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Where it's just to a T that the ball gets out right when he's releasing off and he has that separation. But I can't understand why um, we didn't press on him and why Gladney, the bigger cornerback, didn't get a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Denzler? Or how Dantzler, Dantzler yeah. Yeah. got a lot more time than yeah. him. 85% of the snaps, something like that. And I guess I can't talk bad about him because I haven't seen Gladney play really, but a big physical corner to disrupt at least one of their guys, yep. I, I think we, we might have to change that. And you make a good point. I definitely expect to see more of Jeff Gladney um, next week. He's a little bit more physical. Um, but, yeah, he didn't get a lot of time. I don't know how many snaps he actually got, but definitely was surprised that we didn't see a lot, a, a lot of Gladney. Yeah, me too. Um, I had one other note here. Oh, the only thing was Rodgers. I thought he looked as good as he's looked in the last five years. I mean, he, he looked maybe two or three years ago like he was starting to decline. Uh, he was a little less accurate year after year. Last year he struggled with some accuracy and, and a little bit of the mobility stuff. But, I mean, he he played the full part on Sunday. He, he was mobile. He was accurate. He was throwing, uh, you know, perfect timing like you mentioned and perfectly placed balls. I thought he was phenomenal, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with this year, um, especially with now Jordan Love sitting behind him. He just had he got a little extra fire, uh, and that's really all he needed. He looks back and better than ever. Yeah, maybe that was the motivation um, after the subpar and far of his terms last season and then drafting another quarterback and not the wide receiver like he pleaded. And I know the Packers fans wanted to mm-hmm. give him more of an edge, which he clearly did not need this week, torching us for 40 uh, 41 points mm-hmm. and the last thing I'll say I, I don't want to beat the defense too far in and keep ragging them apart and they don't deserve as much as that because the Vikings were on offense for 18 minutes and 44 seconds that entire game mm-hmm. and the defense was on the field so much I'm um, so tired playing 41 minutes of defense against arguably the best quarterback in the league and just running after receivers in the long routes the long catches that for a lot, a lot of the game they're wide open yeah. for but if you're on the field for 41 minutes and the offense isn't giving you any life or really any chance to breathe, it's not all on the defense. It's a combined effort, and there's a lot of places uh, where the Vikings went wrong and a lot of people to blame. Yeah. Not the ideal week one, but we'll a lot to fix, here. but, yeah, a lot of promise, too. Next Sunday we got the Indianapolis Colts. That one's on the road. Not that it really makes that big of a difference. Noon kickoff on Fox. We'll talk. I have just a few notes on the Colts. I've already mentioned a couple of them, but do you want to go through pick segment from last week? Recap that, how we sure. did? Uh, yeah. Do you have that pulled up? I will in a second. While I'm doing that, I'll just say, uh, I don't know if you saw, but Blake Cashman unfortunately got injured. Oh, no. Uh, week one this past week against the Bills with a groin injury, and um, they said that he'll be out at least a couple of weeks. Ah, oh, jeez. Which is unfortunate. Um, looking you're going to be optimistic. At least it's not an upper body injury where he's had a lot of injuries with the shoulder and other stuff. It's mm-hmm. his groin, which obviously still sucks. Young in his career, who's had a injury prone kind of NFL career. Yep. Um, and nobody wanted to see that. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. That sucks. I mean, now we got two. We that's kind of we kind of a wake and take curse going. on I was on thinking right now. about that. <laughs> 
Jeez, we got we can't tell we can't tell anybody that. Yeah. Keep that between us. Um we can talk we can talk twins real quick here. Okay. Do you want me to do a little twins? I mean, we're not gonna talk a whole lot of twins, sure. but we're sitting a game back right now um before this Monday night game gets underway. But going into Monday night's game, twins thirty wins, eighteen losses, a game back uh from the first place, Chicago White Sox. They're sitting at thirty wins, sixteen losses. Uh so same number of wins, just two less losses for the Sox. Um, twins in action tonight against the Indians. And we've won a bunch. And well, I think we've won three in a row going into uh, Monday night. But like out of our last 12 games, I think we're like 10 and two, something like that. Hmm. Um, been racking up the win. So got to keep that going. And we've got the White Sox tonight. We have the, oh, yes, you're right. We have yeah. the White Sox tonight. Wow. Okay. Barreos on the mound. You're right. So a chance to uh, catch up to the White Sox and then. I think it's a three or a four game series. Let's see, I got it right here. It is four a game four game series. Yeah. So a chance to go ahead. So this could yeah. be a pivotal part of the season. Yeah, big four game stretch here for the Twinkies. Um, if you sweep all four, then you got a three three game lead on the division. So that w- that would be awesome. Yep. Um, Cubbies into town after that, then back to the Tigers and then the Reds uh, to finish up the season. So not a lot of whole, not a whole lot of time left. Let's see if I can do some quick math here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games um, remaining. It'll be uh, eleven now when this comes out. So Twins final stretch here, a game back of the Sox for first place in the wild card position um, right now. I think we're the what the fifth team, maybe. Can't remember. I think the fifth team, maybe even the fourth team. Um, but yeah. Twins holding their own. And one thing I have on Twins, I don't know if you were telling me this or somebody else, but in the AL Central, the three of the teams in the AL Central, the Twins, the White Sox, and the Indians, are part of the six uh, best records in the MLB. Yeah. So three of the best records come from the AL Central in the entire league, which is just crazy. Let's see. It shows the depth that AL Central has. Let's see. I got the – pull up the uh, – yeah, so number one in the American League is the Sox with 30 wins. Tampa Bay is number two with 30 wins and 17 losses. And then, yeah, we're number three right now. Uh, 30 wins, 18 losses. Um, the Indians have dropped back a little bit just because we were playing each other. Oh, okay. But they would see the Indians would be the sixth best team. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. Two of the top three and three of the top six. Not bad for the, the little old AL Central. No. All right, I got the picks up. You got picks? Let's yep. do it. So... Beal is the week one leader, and I guess Ooh. the season leader thus far. Okay. I didn't he went even know. three for two last week. He Rough. had the Chiefs spread, yep. the Saints spread, yep. and the Cardinals for the upset mm-hmm. against the 49ers, the only one of us for the upset. Yep. Um, so he's you're three for two. And then in second place, me and Zach are tied. Okay. We're two for three. Um, I got the Chiefs game and the Wake Forest game against nice. Clemson. Yep. Zach had Chiefs and Saints, and then Randy Bobandi. Oh, Clemson didn't cover? No. 33? They won by 24. Ooh, barn burner. Yeah. It was 37-13, 37-14 or something, so Wake Forest covered. And then Randy Bobandi is in last place, believe it or not. No, Uh, Randy? (laughs) With a 1-4 go at it last week. The only one being right was the Packers game. Okay. So, you, Randy, Randy, we're going to need a little better from you this week, or I guess hopefully you don't do better, so you'll be the biggest loser. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. This week on The Biggest Loser. We can give Zach a call here and go Randy over the, 
Yeah, you got week two picks. Week two. Do you have four games picked, and then we just got to get an upset, right? Yeah, three NFL upset, and then that one college game. Okay. So five in total. I got to find um, the stats here, money lines. Let's get Zach on the line here. And this commercial break is brought to you by Roadcaster. Hey, how's it going? You're live on the radio. Ooh, hello, boys. How we doing? We're, oh, we're, we're doing, doing well. Good. We're doing good to hear. How are you do- doing down in Scottyville? Scottyville. Uh, been better, been worse. <laughs> but, you, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> do you have some news for the pod or no? Uh, sure, yeah. Sure. Well, <clears throat> unofficially, unofficially have, have COVID right now, but. It's, uh, it's really official. Yes, oh sir. my goodness. How did you get yes, that? Sir. So we you went to a COVID kissing party. Oh, COVID, COVID kissing party. party. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh. man, I couldn't resist it. Up at Winona, right? <laughs> yeah, but Winona, yep. <laughs> oh boy. That's funny. Um, no, we just had some, here's our, our, my roommate, Eric's his uh, birthday on Thursday. And so our neighbors that they had been seeing all the summer, I hadn't, you know, it's the first time I've been down here um, all summer. And uh, I think a good amount of people came over from my neighbors and just sat there and drank for like 30 minutes. So, and then they left. And then once on the next day, she's like one of the girls was like, oh, I got a fever. And I got to get tested. And then all of a sudden, it just people started dropping like flies. Like four people total from that had been in our house since Thursday, I think it was, got tested positive. And so we're all just like roommates are looking at each other like, okay, this is, this is not good. <laughs> so, mm. And then, uh, yesterday I felt like really sore. And then today I had a fever. So I'm not going to go get tested right now. It's just, it's just too much. And the testing would take forever to get back and stuff. I think this is what I heard, even though some people got them back quickly. So that's the news. Gotcha. That's the news. Yeah. You sound a little sick, you guys? So we, we won't keep you too long. I mean, we're all kind of sad here. Uh, with the Vikings loss, I mean, my my mood now is entirely based upon how the Vikings do <laughs> yeah. uh, week, week to week. So, not doing great today. It was a tough Monday, but uh, I'm optimistic uh, for next Sunday. For sure, yeah, me too. That was that was a tough one to swallow. And I'm sure you guys covered that at length. Yeah, that's why um, we're recording on Monday night and not Sunday. Yep, couldn't do it after yeah, the Vikings game. Do it Could not talk about oh, it. True. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. Oh, man. Yeah, not you guys have said it all, so I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> all right, Zach, you're just in time for the week two pick segment. I'll say Sweet. quick because I just talked about it. You and I are in second place. We went two and three last week. Beal went three and two, so he's in first, and Randy went one mm. and four. <laughs> Good deal. Two and three. That's I was I was really really um, thinking that the, the Dolphins were going to win. I don't know why I felt so confident about that. And so Beal got, Beale got his upset with the Cardinals. Only one of us to get the upset. Really, Cardinals? Who did the Cardinals play? 49ers? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Nice call, dude. Nice yeah, thank call. You. Thank you very much. All right. All week. I'm going to go through them. Zach, if you could look up an upset if you haven't done so yet, if you could do that oh, yeah. quickly. Yep. All right. Uh, do we have Andy's picks? Or are we gonna Not put yet. Those we'll in ha- later? I'll call him right now. Okay. We'll see. Um, yeah, you got your games. You want to go through All them? All right. First... First game, week two NFL matchup. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Colts in Indianapolis. The Colts are three-point favorites. 
Um, I'll, I'll get this party rolling here since I'm the lead dog. You know my pick like here, yep. the Minnesota Vikings. Fultz. Vikings. Uh, I'm going with the Vikes as well. Zach? Yep, I'm going to go with the Vikes as well. I'm surprised that we're the, we're the underdogs, but I guess based on what happened last week. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and we're on the road, but I guess it doesn't think, really make a whole lot of Believe it or not, I might have seen it wrong. Before last week started, I think we were seven-point underdogs coming really? into Indianapolis. Yeah, they got Whoa. Though, so. so if you bet early on the Vikes in week two, congrats. Yeah. Um, oh, we got Randy on the horn here. Randy, can you hear me? Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna put you on speaker and see if we can hear you on the pod. Say what up for me. How's it going? Is this the first time? Zach, hang on, hang on, Zach. <laughs> Quiet down, Zach. All right, Randy. Um, you're sitting in last place. We're doing the pick segment right now. Uh, you're in last place, one and four. Um, first game of the week is Vikings at Colts. Vikings are three-point favorites. Underdogs. Or, I mean, three-point dogs. Yep. Okay. Wait, real quick. Which which game did I get right? Do you guys all go wrong? Uh, you got the Packers game and the rest of them wrong. So you got the other four wrong. <laughs> I got the only one that matters. Uh, sure. Sure. Could you hear that? You can hear him on the pod? Yeah, I can hear yeah. What's, what's, what's the game I'm taking? That's up to you. Vikings, Colts next week. Um, Vikings are three-point dogs. Uh, Vikings. Okay, second game. And, Andy, just so you know, we'll go to you last. Um, Washington football team at the Cardinals. Dang. Cardinals are seven-point favorites. Ooh. I'm going to go Washington football team, Ron Rivera, inspired football, Washington football team, all the way. I'm going to go Cardinals, seven-point favorites, beat the 49ers. They're at home now. I think they have fans, um, and they looked good. Zach? Yeah, it's interesting, Bill. I was thinking you'd take the Cardinals uh, uh, wagon there because that's an impressive first-round pick. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed they beat the 49ers, so I'm going to have to take the, the Cardinals on this one. Randy? Andy? Uh, we're going to go Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Um, third NFL game of the week, the Patriots in Seattle versus the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take I'll take the Hawks. Yeah, I just think Ross is too good. Yep, I'm gonna take the Seahawks as well. Zach? Yeah, I got it too. Especially in Seattle. Nice. Randy? Yeah, I'm taking the Hawks too. All right, four for four there, fellas. All right, this is the NFL upset, so who's gonna win straight up money line, the underdog? Um do you have your I have to get well, you took one of mine, so uh, come back to me. We'll go to you first, BG. I'm going with the Rams against the Eagles. Let's see if they are underdogs. <laughs> it was even last time I saw their pick them right now. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't allow that. Cause it's not we won't allow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go the Bengals over the Browns. Bengals Ooh. are six-point underdogs. Okay. No way. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to take... I'm going to take the – I don't think the 49ers are going to lose again. I'll take the Giants, uh, five, five-and-a-half-point dogs to uh, the Bears. Zach Attack? Let's go Lions over Packers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Andy couldn't hear that, I think. He's, he, took, he, he took the Lions over the Packers, Randy. Oh, I love that. that is, oh, that's going to be so sweet. AP giving pain <laughs> to the Packers again. 
Oh, that's an 11 point spread. Wow. I like it. Bold. Hey, she wow. get double points for that. If Gardner that. got the job done last Sunday, they got rid of his whole team and he still got yeah, the job done. Going 19 for 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, now the college game, we have our first good college game of the year with number 17, Miami hurricanes at number 15, Louisville. Louisville's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, I know nothing about either of these teams, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the U. Yeah, I was thinking about this one long and hard because I don't know anything about them, and it's a close spread, and they're really ring close to each other. But I'm going Miami just because Miami was sweet in 2001 with that team. Yup. Zach Attack? Yeah, he did do all pretty much. I think I got the same picks besides the upset as, as BG, but I got to go Miami. Nice. Andy? Randolph Stevenson? I'm, I'm taking Miami. I think they're a sleeper this year. De'Eric King is one of the best QBs in the ACC. He's right there after Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with, the, uh, with the U. All right. All right well, there we are. About that. Andy, we talked a little bit, uh, kind of a lot, actually, Vikings-Packers, but uh, we'll give you a quick sec to, to say your piece. Um, yeah, that was, uh, was a good game for a Packers fan. I mean, score was... Score was closer than the game actually was. I just, your secondary is so rough. I mean, just so many holes in that secondary. Um, I mean, for the Vikings, that is. Um, and then besides that, I don't know how you can justify paying Kirk Cousins $66 million or giving him a $66 million extension when he's only going to throw 12 passes before the fourth quarter. I mean, if he's not going to be the centerpiece of your offense, I know that you guys had, um, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, NFL record for lowest time of possession in a, in a game uh, since they started keeping track. Yeah, I didn't know it was lowest. I knew it was lowest in franchise history. I didn't know it was lowest in all the NFL. <laughs> yeah, still put up 34 uh, points, though. There's a lot yeah, of points for not having a lot of that was Yeah. Prevent defense, just, um, you know, just trying not to let the game get away. And uh, maybe the time of possession is part of it, but I mean, if he's your guy, um, I mean, you got to. You got to use him more. Um, he only threw the play action, I think, once is what I saw. Uh, he was the best in the NFL last year. I um, mean, this is a new team with a team with new new coach at the helm for the offense with QBX. So, um, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm just hopeful that you're just you know breaking out the kinks. Um, but I mean, to be the division favorite and just get steamrolled in those first three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's 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 what it was. I mean it's um, I, I I don't know what, what positives did you guys as the Vikings fans take away from that game? Well, I I'm with you, Andy. I think our secondary is absolutely Swiss cheese right now. There's so many holes in it, but um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the whole secondary too. It's I mean, the corners, it's, yeah. You, yeah, you you have the best two safeties arguably in the league, and you know Harrison Smith and that one guy that we don't know. Is Anthony name. Harris. Anthony Harris, yeah. <laughs> Number 41. No, it's definitely the cornerbacks, but I think as far as Kirk Cousins goes, I know the whole the talk around anybody who talks Vikings is that Kirk Cousins is overpaid, and I'm not arguing that he's not, but I will say that I think the Kirk Cousins performance against the Packers is an outlier just because how the game unfolded with time as possession. Midway through the second quarter, he had two pass attempts mm-hmm. because yeah. of that safety, which is unfortunate, and when you're the Packers and you're up on the Vikings and it's a big lead, 22-7, to seven, I think it was at one point in the first half, you know the Vikings are going to throw the ball. And when 
defensive coordinators don't know we're going to throw the ball, they still get to Cousins in half a second. So with all that pressure on Cousins and the Packers defense, they have really good upfront defensive line with their uh, good linebackers too. You know Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball, and that's why he couldn't get started as well as we just didn't have offensive possessions that strung together, as you can see with our 11 minutes of football. So I think that's an outlier, and it was, a, it was definitely a bad performance all the way around, but I don't think you can't – you for sure can't put this loss on Cousins. Yeah, and then on the flip side of the, of the line too, I mean – Packers had three linemen go out with injuries, and you guys still couldn't sack Rodgers. I mean, I know he's getting the ball a lot of the time, but I mean, with, uh, with Nidoku coming to the team, I know you listen, you, you listen to Hunter, we, but... We uh, had to shut up, Zach. Zach, yeah. Zach's like going to the bathroom. We had to turn... You can't hear him, Andy, but like in the middle of your, your rant there, Zach is just like a toilet flush. He's <laughs> <laughs> just taking a shit on my toe. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, no, but um, I, I, I don't know what you guys saw on the defensive line, but the fact I, I only noticed after the game that Rodgers wasn't sacked once. Yeah. Uh, he was only pressured oh, seven times. Yeah, we talked a good amount about that. We, yeah, we're with I you. Mean, um, and that's not, that's supposed to be one of the strengths with you guys, the defense. Um, I mean, that's, that's, you know, Zimmer's bread and butter right there. So um, I, I don't know how you can fix all that. Um, I, again, with the offensive kick, kinks, you hope that it's all just, you know, new system, first game under the belt and, things are going to get back to normal next week yeah yeah i hope you're right and we talked a little bit about that in 2015 same thing happened you get blown out uh to a bad san francisco 49ers team on monday night football and then you ended up finishing the season 11-5 winning the division um and going to the playoffs so you know there's a lot of season left you got 15 more games it's the first game of the year there's no uh regular season or no preseason rather and it showed for the minnesota vikings it didn't for the green bay packers looked like they had a full normal preseason obviously they didn't but that's just how sharp they were and they were the better team on Sunday um so we'll see how this team develops but I think there's definitely some talent there uh Randy anything else from you before we let you go here uh go pack go um big tens coming back it looks like that's gonna be a lot of fun yes sir we haven't uh, even talked about that yet that was my last thing to get to um <laughs> so well, let's just bring yeah, let's just bring that up right now. What have you been hearing? I've been following the Sir Yacht guy, uh, Barstool guy on Twitter. Who knows how accurate his information is, but from what I've read from him, uh, it sounds like the Big Ten is debating right now between October 10th and October 17th to start the football season. Uh, what have you heard? Um, yeah, so Yacht, who's I've been tracking to for the past, I don't know, two or three weeks. Um, and he's talked about, too, how he has a sort like his – not about his source, but how the, the Big Ten has kept a really, really tight lid on it. He hasn't given any indication who his source is. Um, but I think there's definitely a disconnect in the Big Ten between the presidents, the athletic departments, and then also the border regions, um, you know, that actually run the public schools. Um, so I think um, it sounds at least like the, the medical presentation um, was a good sign and um, you know, Big Ten has some of the best medical institutions in the entire country. So there should be no excuse for uh, Big Ten medical programs getting behind, you know, trying to do research and different things around coronavirus um, and at the same time allowing um, allowing teams to play football. But um, I'm hoping to hear sometime this week that, uh, yeah, October 17th is, is what I'd be putting money on. Um, yeah, and, and the longer they wait, too, the more likely it is that it's going to be the 17th uh, just because teams aren't going to have enough time to get ready. Uh, for this season now I mean hopefully I, I would assume that the Gophers and the rest of the Big Ten just went business as usual just in case this season comes back around 
Uh, but I, I don't know. I haven't really been reading about that. Do you know if uh, has Minnesota been practicing since they announced um, the uh, uh, that the season wasn't going to happen this fall? I believe they have. I, I'm not. I don't have any confirmation. I'll ask my sister. I guess she. My sister's on the track and cross country team, and they've been practicing um, like they're going to have a normal season. So. Uh, I would assume the football team's under the same program. I know they're all on campus and everything, and they're able to practice, so I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be. I assume they are. Yeah, I think my uh, my, my younger brother lives with uh, a manager for the Iowa football team, and uh, the managers haven't been going to practice, but I think at least Iowa's been having, and it might be the Big Ten rules that no pads um, or maybe just helmets, um, but not like, not full practices like they're, like they're used to, just mainly trying to just stay in, stay in some sort of shape. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be interesting because I think some some other schools haven't been practicing at all. Like they've been taking huh. a couple weeks off. Yeah, um, imagine so. Rutgers just kind of mailed it in at this point. <laughs> Same with like Indiana and like. <laughs> uh, Indiana's been on the up. Don't, uh, don't, don't count out Indiana. Yeah, they have been trending in the right direction. I guess maybe Illinois uh, would be a better state. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovey Smith is just, he's kind of ready to be done. Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Randy, we'll talk to you next week. Um, you got to do better pick segment. Hopefully this is a better <laughs> week for you, but, yeah, you're falling behind here. We have no weekly punishments this year, but if you want to just punish yourself, uh, we, we do condone that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go punish myself now, you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, thanks. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you guys. All right, Bye. see ya. All right, that was Randy, former producer. Uh, now we we're calling him an executive producer. Zach, he's still Zach's there. Still <laughs> Yo, I'm still here. <laughs> what were you doing earlier? Creeping up your night. What, oh, dude, I didn't know. I put it off speaker and I put my phone way away in, on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> so we, what's yeah, the we toilet? Heard, we heard it. I knew it was the toilet. I've, and I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. Um, yeah, we had to mute you, Zach. So I don't know if you've been saying anything like the last 10 minutes, but we put you on mute. Oh. <laughs> Have you been trying to talk? So I have. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, we once once the toilet was flushing like it was in the middle of one of Andy's takes, and we we just stopped. BG just turned your mic off. Sorry about that. Did you have anything to say that you want to say now that the world can hear you? No, I I honestly didn't. I I was just listening to the takes, and I for once once in my life I didn't have a comment. To how'd the how'd the how the pee break or the poopy break go? It was PB pee, pee, pee break. Uh, it was good. All I've been right. drinking like normal. So it's, it's probably yeah, once every 30 minutes. stay hydrated with uh, COVID. Corona 19. Yeah. COVID curve. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Zach, before we, before we wrap this up here, I'm just going <laughs> to cut you. are just going to go on. A <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to cut you off there. Um, before we wrap this up here, we talked a little bit of Minnesota twins. We didn't have much. What is your take on the last few weeks? We've been winning a lot. I haven't been watching a whole lot, yeah. but I think we're like 10 and two in our last 12, something like that. Uh, what have you been it's seeing been awesome. out of the twins? Yeah, dude, it's, uh, that last series we had versus Cleveland, um, it was something else, dude. And, could not have come at a better time of the year to sweep Cleveland. And now we have Chicago, we're at Chicago tonight. And that, um, my roommate, Evan was saying on Twitter, he's saying that people are talking, talking up the white Sox Like they're, they're going to be, you know, maybe it's not different than, than what happened earlier this year, but they're, I think what it sounds like is they're going to be favorites to win over us right now. And I, I think that we, uh, we can play, 
take two out of three versus them. Yep. This uh, upcoming series, I think we'll be in very good shape because now we got a three and a half game, I think, on Indians. Yeah, it's, a, I it's actually a four game series with the Sox, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we and, just looked it up. Okay. So, hey, three out of yeah. four, or even get all four, like, dude, that would be awesome. We'd be up two or three games on this team uh, at It'd the end of this series. To go. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, bottom of the first right now, still zero to zero. Who's pitching for us? You said Barrios. Barrios gave up two hits in the first inning, but oh, no runs. No runs. And and we got one the, hit. Who's going for the Sox? Um, yeah, I probably have it on my phone here. Um, let's see. Cease. D Cease. D Cease. D Cease. Uh, yeah, so that's that's your Twinkies thoughts. I, I'm I'm completely with you um, on this being a big series this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what they uh, what they can do. Sweet. Let's Very go good. through a little bit of Indianapolis Colts. I only have two things we didn't hit um, on just a little bit of scouting for next week. Uh, I mentioned they have a really good offensive line and they're good and active in the screen game. I mean, they get out and block downfield. Uh, if these cornerbacks aren't ready to be physical, it's going to be a long week. I mean, you can't rely on the, the linebackers like you did as much uh, in that first game. I mean, that's just too much pressure on Barr, on Kendricks, on Wilson to make incredible plays really all over the field, and they're just not going to be able to handle that and to do that for four quarters. So you you got to have some some more pressure from the defensive line. you got to have better interior run-stopping ability so they're not getting five, six-yard runs up the middle. Uh, and then you got to have the corners in the secondary play a lot better. Uh, you got to have the two corners up on the ball, physical, not allowing five yard outs, and then being able to tackle in the open field and tackle T.Y. Hilton, tackle Jonathan Taylor. Because um, it sounds like Marlon Mack, their running back, got hurt. I don't oh, know if he's going to play. Yeah, he's, Achilles he's done for the year. On my fantasy so, team. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor, uh, a guy we're familiar with, seeing him in the Badgers for four years and what he can do. Uh, so, I mean, you got to be able to, to handle that. I mean, this this Vikings team and this Mike Zimmer defense has historically played screens really well. I mean, they don't work against the Minnesota Vikings, at least for the last five years. The screen game has pretty much been no option for any team. And if you're going to have any success this year, that has to be the case again this year. And they're going to have a lot of work to do uh, to get to that point. And we'll be hearing the name Naheem Hines mm-hmm. a lot next Sunday, too. He had eight catches coming out of the Colts' backfield as a running back. And with Marlon Mack Whoa. out, he'll even have more production now. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope we see more of Gladney uh, this next week, and I think that we will, uh, given that he is a bigger and more physical cornerback and would do perfect for um, an offense that runs a lot of screens and you need yep. cornerbacks um, and defensive backs uh, to get up vertically on the field. And I think something that's going to be huge for the Vikings this game with the Colts offensive line and I guess this whole season is how the defensive line performs. Mm -hmm. We're so used to saying that it all comes down to the offensive line and we're only good as our offensive line is with protecting Kirk Cousins and running the ball. But now it's the defense that has to show up, which is weird as a Zimmer defense, Um, especially for going off of game one. The, The defensive line has to get to the quarterback and make him nervous and uncomfortable because that's going to alleviate so much pressure off those young cornerbacks who have not proven themselves after one game or nearly close to that. We got to get after the quarterback and it's uh, an offense that runs a screen, which automatically makes it harder to get to the quarterback and they're a good Mm -hmm. offensive line. So I'm looking for the defensive line. This is going to be a big test for them. And I think that's who's who we got to watch and that's going to determine the outcome of the game really. Yep. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the Minnesota Vikings game against the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully we're going one in one and it's a Sunday night recording and not a Monday night recording. 
Um, yeah. Talk Minnesota Twins in the big series with the White Sox. We'll recap all that. Zach, you'll be back here next week to talk a little Twins with us. Yes, sir. I look forward to it. Absolutely. We'll recap pick segment and all of that next week. See you guys all then. I like the way you sparkle in here is left against your skin so brown. And I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight with a billion stars all around. Cause I got a Yeah.